you know, you can, can work um, for hours on your techniques, on your pronunciation, on your breathing, but there is such a huge mental health, mental well-being um, part of stuttering that, you know, I'm still, you know, thinking over too. Welcome to Some Stutter Law, Newfoundland Labrador's first podcast about stuttering. My, uh, my, my name is Greg O'Grady, and I am the chair of the Newfoundland Labrador Stuttering Association and a co-host of Some Stutter Law, Newfoundland Labrador's first podcast about stuttering, along with my co-host. And I'm Caitlin Mayo. I'm a student and an aspiring speech-language pathologist, and I'm Greg's co-host on Some Stutter Law podcast. Some Stutter Law mission is dismantling and rebuilding stuttering. Let's start listening. Some Stutter Law mandate is in the spirit of Newfoundland and Labrador humor, robust and frank interactive discussions. Some Stutter Law podcast aims to rebuild confidence and hope for today's and tomorrow's persons who happen to stutter by dismantling stuttering myths, stigma, stereotypes and barriers. The objectives of Some Stutter Love podcast are supporting, raising awareness, and increasing understanding and acceptance of stuttering, providing people who stutter, their families, professionals, students, and the general public with current information, research, and resources about stuttering, and promoting the NLSA mission of advocacy and support for people who stutter. We, we, we are pleased to welcome Brent Foote today uh, on Some Stutter Law podcast. Brent, as a person who stutters, please share a little about yourself to our Some Stutter Law listeners audience. Hi, Greg. Uh, hi, Caitlin. Um, thank you so much for uh, having me. Uh, my name is um, Brent Foote. I'm from Mount Pearl, Newfoundland, uh, and, and uh, I am a person who uh, stutters. Um, this is my first ever podcast so um, thing that I've been on. So um, thank you so much for the, uh, for the uh, chance to come on and um, speak. Um, I, um, I grew up here in Mount Pearl. Uh, I, I went to uh, school here. Uh, I played modern hockey and uh, baseball. Um, it's my uh, home. Um, when I was... Um, in grade school, I got, um, uh, I guess, diagnosed with what's called a severe fluency uh, uh, problem. So uh, I was in speech uh, therapy for probably about four to five years, uh, from grade one to grade six. Um, so one of the things that, that I found um, that kind of dominated my um, childhood <laughs> was um, trying to speak and just not having the words come out or just um, speaking and running out of breath, um, pronunciation, um, some of those things. Um, I was in uh, therapy at school and uh, my uh, um, parents uh, had someone come at, uh, at uh, home too. So I, uh, I kind of had a double duty of uh, therapy at a home, therapy at, at uh, uh, school on top of my regular uh, homework and all the things that um, 
um, that kind of come with being a um, kid. Um, but uh, one of the things that I'm that I'm really uh, uh, happy about is that um, I feel like I've come a long way in the last n number of years. Um, one of the things that I find that really uh, helps me out uh, is playing sports, being uh, active. Um, I feel like that kind of helps me with my um, confidence and just helps to um, calm, calm, the, um, uh, calm the nerves a bit, <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. So uh, I'm really pumped to uh, probably to uh, help out um, um, people uh, that I'm stutter to. Great, uh, Brent. Brent, I'm wondering now, as as a person who stutters, how you know how how do you approach speaking situations? Are there any uh, challenging uh, situations that that you find uh, hard? For example, speaking, meeting new people, telephones, and if so, how how do you handle this? So, um, I figured out pretty early on that speaking on the phone uh, was going to be a challenge. Um, I guess uh, some of that, um, some of that uh, uh, anxiety that that came with that, you know, is calling someone new that I've never met before, or um, um, uh, trying to get my words out over the phone, and and the uh, and the person on the other end that wasn't uh, hearing me or uh, understanding me. I think one of the main um, fears that I have even now is just like um, not being understood and people that stutter and people that, you know, uh, have um, speaking challenges, like they just want to be um, uh, understood. And that's, um, you know, something that, you know, I, I you know, that, um, I, I think, you know, can be a challenge sometimes for um, both parties, um, whether it's me or someone on the uh, other end, um, talking on the phone um, certainly is one that, um, you know, still isn't completely great, but it's something that I've gotten better at. Um, meeting new people, um, sometimes, it can be difficult and sometimes times not. Um, the, uh, the fun thing for my stutter is that it doesn't have a schedule. Um, you know, one day it could be absolutely fine um, talking, talking to the two of you. Um, and right now, knock on wood, it's pretty fine. Um, but I could go out to the grocery store tonight to pick up snacks and I can't get a word out to the um, cashier. And there's no, like, you know, like there's no magic um, kind of answer as to why that is. Sometimes it's just dependent on the day. And uh, so um, I, I think I've just learned to take life and, um, and life with my stutter, um, just kind of um, day by day. Brent, I'm I'm wondering now, like, you know, as as a person who stutters as well, I'm sometimes much like you, stuttering is very fluid, and it really sort of it all depends how we feel, whether we're tired, anxious, depending on the the type of situation, 
when you know when you have a like a, a train wreck speaking experience how 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 do you cope with it after afterwards what do you what things do you do to make you feel better emotionally well one thing that that i think you just hit the nail on the head there is the um train wreck um, train wreck experience i can think of a couple of different times in my life whether it's on the phone either at school or at at work and and my speaking is just not agreeing with me it's just not it's just not working for me that day or that that uh time you know it like it can be stressful um you know i think um one one method that's pretty basic and uh like i i think it um think that many people can kind of um um practice it too is just kind of breathing you know, um, uh, afterwards, um, trying to just, you know, calm yourself, um, that kind of thing. Um, you know, that part, um, I don't think that I've a hundred percent figured out how to perfectly cope with it, but, um, uh, it's something that I'm always trying to work on. Um, I, I'm definitely my own biggest critic. So if I'm up um, giving a work presentation or if I'm doing something for school or, or if I'm just out um, generally um, with um, friends or um, family and there's some fluency stuff that comes up, um, I'm, you know, I'm very critical um, on what I could have done better. Um, I think that, um, me and other people that 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 stutter uh we got to give credit where um credit is due because you know a lot of the time we're going out of our comfort zone we're going out into this world where um it's not as welcoming as we would like it to be uh and i think it's good to to uh celebrate some some of the the uh small steps um like you know, I'm going through my phone contact list and I need to make a call for in a uh, doctor's um, uh, appointment. And I stuttered maybe, you know, one or two times or three times. Whereas maybe before when I called someone else, I stuttered, I, I can't know how many times because it, it like that day was um, challenging. So I think people, um, and I should take my own uh, advice, is to breathe. Um, um, don't be so hard on on uh, who you are, and uh, celebrate, uh, you know, some of the uh, small stuff too. Kaylin, do you have any questions uh, so far? Yeah, for sure. So based on what you just said, um, you, you stated how, you know, the world is sometimes not as welcoming as you'd like it to be, um, which I totally understand. And so looking as someone from the outside, what would you give as advice to people, to a conversation partner, to people in the public? Uh, what, what could they do to make you feel more comfortable and more welcomed? Well, that's a great question, Kaylin. Um, I think one of the things that um, that I just like to start off at with is that you know, um, 
for persons that stutter, um, you know, it can be a big ask of the general public to just understand, and it can be, you know, it can be a big ask of the general public to just understand. Um, you know, not 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 everyone has that capability. Like when I'm out, um, I went to the drive-through the other day and I tried to order order something and uh, my my stutter acted up, you know, kind of badly. Not like you know too too bad, but not not great either. And the other person on the uh, other end of the um, drive-through was like super patient. So I think, um, you know, it can be challenging um, for everyone because I think as, um, you know, people that don't stutter, maybe they're kind of wondering how to help. And what, what I think I would in, um, uh, encourage um, people on the outside to do um, is to just listen, to just, um, you know, ask questions if they think that the person is uh, open to it. Um, you know, just kind of um, not uh, nonverbal, like kind of what you're just doing doing um, now. You, you know, um, you're nodding as I'm speaking. So, you know, I think that's, you know, uh, like, I think that nonverbal help kind of, um, you know, is really good too. Um, and that's an underrated part of, of, um, of, um, I, communication, uh, too. Um, another thing maybe is just making space for people in, um, conversation. If you're in a group setting and you notice that, that, that someone is being particularly quiet or just, you know, um, you know, just look and see if they would might want to have something to say. If they don't, that's okay. Maybe they're just too shy or maybe, you know, maybe they, they don't want to. Um, all those are fine. The biggest thing that I can probably just um, ask people from the, uh, from the uh, outside is just to um, be patient and to, you know, if you want to help, I think that's, you know, the very first step. Brent, from, from a scale from one to 10, 10, uh, 10 is, 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 is accepting, you know, accepting your stuttering. Where would you classify yourself from one to 10 in terms of level of acceptance of your stuttering at this point in your life? Um, today, probably a nine. Um, tomorrow, it might depend. I could be at, you know, a three or four. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that there's that balance. Um, I certainly think Greg that in the last, um, year since I first learned about the Newfoundland, um, stutter group, uh, that I've done, uh, so much more learning about other people that, um, stutter and kind of hearing, um, you know, so, some of their stories, um, some, some of their background. Um, so for me, like that's been, that's been really, um, helpful. Um, 
and that's kind of helped frame my own thinking too. And, and, you know, a way that I kind of look at myself and, um, how I've thought about my stutter, how I live with it and how I, um, you know, um, you know, I like, I live with my stutter in my own mind, but I also have to live it out loud too. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if there's an exact number that I can put on it, but I can say that, you know, I have tried to be open about it um, for, for a long time. Um, and I think it's just trying to find the uh, avenues and the space to do it. Um, and, you know, right now it's a nine and, um, you know, maybe tomorrow I might get um, frustrated with it and it, it might be lower, but I think it's good just to try and keep that, um, you know, um, that, uh, positive, uh, outlook to it, um, with the understanding that, that some days are going to be tougher than, uh, others and other days are going to be great. Do do you spend much time uh, on a like a daily basis thinking about your stuttering, Brent? Like, is it a primary focus or? Um, it can be. I will say that it can be, and sometimes it's just dependent on the uh, situation. If I'm at work, and you know, if uh, if I've got a number of phone calls to do or 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 if i know that i'm going going to be um seeing a lot of um people today then you know then one of the things that i might do is try and um plan out some of what i might say um uh i think one of the things that that got got mentioned uh, maybe in a past conversation is that um writing things like um um uh, writing things uh down as a um guide so that's something that i definitely use now um and i think that there's that that trick of trying to practice what you're going to say but you but you also want it to be natural too so some of that is, you know, um, you know, I definitely try and mix and match a bit, um, um, depending on the, um, on, on the, um, on the, on the day and, um, kind of what I might be doing, but yeah, I mean, it would be something that is on my mind every day, um, but not necessarily in a negative way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember, uh, Brent, when I was uh, working, I'm retired now, but I was very happy when the voicemail came in because I'm not a morning person and I lived a lot of my life as a covert stutterer and I used to hate, I used to dread the phone to ring in the morning and uh, luckily we had call display and depending how I feel emotionally and psychologically, I used to let things, let the voice go to what my voicemail 
So at least I can listen to the message and prepare myself to make the phone call. There's a trick on my part and uh, also the, uh, the stress I inflicted on myself to be a covert stutterer. Yeah. In terms of yourself, would you classify yourself as an overt stutterer, covert, or? Um, you know, Greg, I think um, I might need you to define the two of them for me because uh, I have heard them before, but I'm not sure what, what one I might fit in. Sure, well, and, 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 and overt stutterer, person who stutters, uh, granted somebody that stutters, that, that doesn't try to hide their stuttering. Whereas a covert stutterer tries to hide it constantly, tries to use tricks, avoid situations, have family, friends make appointments. So that's a real covert. So you hide versus someone who's open about the stuttering, that do, doesn't try to hide. Okay. Um, I would say that I'm a bit of both, really. I mean, there is, um, like, I, th I think right, right now talking to the two of you, I'm more, uh, over because I'm, I'm a little more open to it or no wait, over is more so kind of hiding away. Right? No, the over is being open. Oh, oh. You, you don't try to hide. Oh, okay. Well, um, now I know what I have to do for, uh, for uh, homework. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, so um, <laughs> I, <w> <laughs> I would say that I'm, I'm probably a bit of both. Um, right now I am over because I am talking about it and I, you know, it's a safe, a safe space um, to do that. Um, and there are other times when I'm not afraid to say that, you know, I kind of hide it um or i um try to i don't know if that's the best thing to do but it is something that does happen for me a couple of times um you know it's such a balance of trying to you know figure out where your comfort zone is and just trying to, to you know um push yourself out of it um you know I, I think when it comes to the covert side, um, I probably use word substitution a bit. Um, one thing uh, that I've learned in the past year, even just um, sitting on some uh, Zoom calls and stuff uh, and uh, hearing about um, some of the strategies and, and um, um, uh, terminology from uh, folks is that uh, word substitution. So I'll, you know, I'll be say speaking to uh, my my brother or my you know my parents or whoever uh, friends or whatever, and um, I'll be halfway through a sentence and then realize that for some reason I can't get a word out or a certain phrase or a certain way uh, and I'll like quickly like substitute um, you know uh, a second word or a or something different um, um, phrase to try and um, keep it smooth um, 
sometimes I, I find that works. Uh, that's a bit hit and miss. Um, there's times in which it, it, there's times in which it works fine. Uh, and then there's times in which it absolutely, and, and, and there's other times in which it, um, it downright fails, uh, and don't work. So, um, I would say that I'm probably a bit of a mix of both, but that's, uh, something that I'll definitely have to, to, uh, learn more about. Do you, do you feel Brent that, you know, that you're stuttering at this point in, in your life is, is affecting your quality of life is the holding it back professionally, personally. Um, they're really good, uh, thought questions. Thank you for that. Um, uh, I would say yes and no. And I realize that in some of my, uh, in some of my, uh, answers that I'm, that I'm kind of flip flop flopping back and forth or I'm not picking a certain, um, lane to stay in. Um, I, I do find that it's, um, you know, like for my stutter in my own life, um, I feel like it has held me back in terms of, um, being, being shy when I was younger, probably, but, um, with the help of speech therapy in school, I felt like I got a lot more um, confident in speaking. Uh, and then as I got older and moved into post-secondary, that just, just got better too. And then one, once I kind of transitioned from post-secondary to working life, um, like that's been good too. So I, I really like, I, I, I really look at, um, living with my stutter in terms of stages and growth, um, has it held me back from, you know, um, going after certain things, whether it's work or just life? Yeah, sure. But I, but I also feel in a funny and, um, in a funny, weird and, and, um, great way. I've actually been able to really connect with people um, that are really cognizant of, of, um, uh, you know, uh, others. And that's not just people speaking with, um, a, um, um, that's not just, just people speaking with a, um, stutter. That's just overall. I, I feel like it's really led me to, um, work and volunteering and, family and friends that, um, you know, that are very, um, kind and very, um, you know, uh, very, uh, encouraging. Um, I had mentioned, uh, in my previous answer a few minutes ago that, um, playing, playing sports, uh, and kind of being outside, uh, active, that really, uh, helped, um, that, 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 that really helped me out. Um, that so that feeling is actually something that I've um, that I've gone after in my post secondary studies uh, and in my work life too. So I I work in uh, sport and sport and 
recreation. Um, unfortunately, right now, this field is kind of impacted by um, COVID-19, but uh, some of the lockdown stuff. But um, I've gotten to meet so many people through that, through work, through volunteering. Um, and I've gotten to learn from some amazing people that are not just good at the, that are not just good at their jobs but they're also just really good people too and that has helped me both personally and as I go after work um uh work uh opportunities too now like uh just you know just thinking now Brent about the uh the you know the larger picture uh, for supports for people who started in Newfoundland and Labrador what you know what do you feel is lacking for supports throughout the province for people who stutter and our families yeah well i was so i was really lucky to grow up in an urban setting in an urban part of the province so i <clears throat> i was fortunate to have speech therapy available to me uh, both at school and both at a home um so i i i don't know if if the balance right now between persons that stutter in the school system uh and the amount of uh slps that are there to uh help them um so one like one thing that I think I would be really passionate about uh, um, uh, helping is the uh, school system. Because students have to go to school for X number of years in secondary. Um, they need that really strong, like that, um, they, they really need that strong, uh, <clears throat> strong foundation to, be you know comfortable to learn to grow um when it comes to outside of school one thing that i would like to kind of see and maybe this is something that you know that um takes me on my stutter journey uh through the uh years is um workplace uh training workplace uh, um uh um <clears throat> workplace uh awareness um and um trying to help persons that stutter feel confident going into the workplace or, or they're going on a on a uh, work term for school um and perhaps just uh uh educating um people on you know some some of the challenges that um people who stutter have um you know i think that the school and the community at at a large um those are probably the two that um come to mind uh and uh something that i can hopefully um uh, support as the years um um you know um <clears throat> as as um time goes on do do you feel Brent that you know you know that you know that un understanding of the emotional component of stuttering is is not as not addressed as it should be not as understood as it should be 
Absolutely. And, yeah. And I think this is, um, I think that's uh, echoed by, by many more people in the, uh, in the, uh, <clears throat> I think that's something that is uh, echoed in the, the um, group too, is that it's not, um, you know, you can, can work um, for hours on your techniques, on your pronunciation, on your breathing, but there is such a huge mental health and mental well-being um, part of stuttering that, you know, I'm still, you know, thinking over too, you know, I, I um, you know, I, I, I think that society in general has moved probably in a more positive direction when it comes to mental well-being um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, and there's a lot of great um, people out there and working and um, causes. Um, but I think that with stuttering, like, 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 there's a unique part of mental health for people that um, stutter. You know, it's one thing to, you know, get up and speak in front of a um, crowd and just be nervous. And that's okay. But to add a speech impediment or a fluency um, problem on, on top of that, um, you know, that can be frightening. Uh, that can that can really hamper someone's confidence. It can really um, cause uh, anxiety. Um, so I, I I probably would add uh, stuttering and and mental well being practice to um, to my last uh, answer too. One more question. I have lots of questions for you, <laughs> Brent. Absolutely. Brent. Ask away. <laughs> and I'm wondering now, like, uh, given you mentioned that given COVID, we're really still doing a lot of uh, social media, Zooming, Skyping, Facebook, things like that. Do you feel that, uh, how, how do you feel that people started is handling this? How, how, how do you handle it? Uh, is I'm it positive, negative? Over Zoom? No, I mean, just in social media, looking at people's faces, communicating on Zoom um, as a person who studies. So right now it's great because there's Greg and Caitlin here. So uh, <laughs> um, so that's okay um, for me. When, um, you know, it's different if I'm you know, on Zoom or Google Meet or Skype with with buddies uh, or, you know, um, people that I, I know, um, you know, if my stutter comes up, it's probably not that big a deal. I don't, you know, sweat it too much. I might get a bit um, frustrated uh, here and there, but, you know, all you can do. Um, when it comes to virtual work, I really feel like um, people that stutter are at a disadvantage because we rely quite a bit on nonverbal um, help sometimes, or, um, well, 
uh, I do, <laughs> at least. So, um, um, and I think that virtual work, especially in COVID, has been great. I I think it's been flexible for for the most part. Um, but for me, it doesn't um, it doesn't replace the feeling of being in a workstation with your coworkers who you know that they have your back and you got theirs and you're all working together on projects, but you're you know fine working on your own on your own thing things um, too. Um, so I'm I'm really I'm looking forward to um, you know getting back into the office type setting or just kind of out in the community because um, that I think is where persons who stutter can have the most impact uh, in terms of what they can bring to the table because it's kind of missed over Zoom or it's not, you know, as um, um, apparent as as um uh, as uh, in person too, and just you know um, um, I think to be fair, folks, is that I think that that in the last year people have had to make huge um, changes in their work life. You know, from working from from a home, sending kids to school and back again. I think that we've all just had to really. Um, uh, uh thing that we have all had to uh adapt with the um um times and i think that we're all working really hard hard at that right now i'm wondering now with regards to the uh, uh the zooming i mean the whole covid the people who stutter some people who stutter have trouble reaching out to people anyhow even even uh, with even I was outside of COVID, for example, on a, a daily experience. Some people people start have trouble speaking up, making friends, uh, talking, but let alone now having to go on Zoom. Do you think there's a sense of isolation? I do. Um, you know, um, it's funny that last year for my birthday in April, uh, I couldn't get together in person with any of my friends um, other than some um, close uh, family members and stuff. So we did uh, a virtual birthday party <laughs> over Zoom uh, with um, um, trivia. And uh, I'm crossing my fingers, not so secretly hoping that that doesn't happen again <laughs> next month because um, you know, I I certainly feel that uh, isolation part of it. Um, you know, Zoom is great, Google Meet is great. I think that virtual um, work and virtual uh, connection is amazing. I love the fact that I can pick up the phone and and FaceTime someone that's, you know, far, far away from me. I, I like the fact that 
like we just have all these tools to be able to um, connect, but really nothing beats in-person quality time. And, and whether that's work, you know, people getting together in a boardroom and just working on this great project or whether that's, um, you know, me and, and 10 teammates from my softball team going out to Boston pizza for wings after the game. Like there's, like there's nothing that beats in-person connection. And that's something that I, I, I think is sorely missed in, in the COVID, not just for people who stutter, but really everyone. So um, I think that when we are able to kind of go back to a normal kind of world, um, I don't really know what that is anymore, but uh, I think there's, there, there's going to be a lot of um, quality time um, to, um, to, um, to, 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 I catch up on. Well, Brent, one, you know, one last question and, and we'll let you go. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I often think about uh, significant others in our lives, our parents, our brothers, you know, do you feel that they have, you know, they need support as well to understand a person who stutters is, you know, what, you know, w you know, what would you suggest? How, how can we help them? Our, parents, family, brothers, to, to understand what we experience? Well, I think one of the things um, that I've thought about, um, even just before jumping on, on the Zoom uh, here now, um, I've probably had uh, 10 times more conversations with friends, family, coworkers on my stutter in the past year than I have in, in, in quite a while. So they've been really powerful conversations. Um, and that's something that I wouldn't take away for, uh, for uh, anything, except maybe, you know, um, no COVID, but <laughs> we can't have it all. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, one of the things, you know, that I like to um, talk about, and it's something that I get asked um, quite a bit, is um, finishing people's sentences. Um, so I've been asked like, Brent, um, do you mind if people finish your sentences or they, um, or they fill the gaps or, you know, that kind of thing. And it's such a great question because um, it really varies for everyone. I remember hearing someone say, um, you know, I stutter, um, don't finish my sentences, don't do it. And I was like, okay. So they're very like steadfast on, on kind of doing it on their own. And that's really admirable for me. Um, I actually kind of don't mind and I'll, try to quickly explain why, because I, I think it helps with the, um, the connection thing with um, people that stutter and people that don't stutter and kind of how we can come together on that common ground. So for me, I generally don't mind people finishing my sentences, um, but I do 
ask or would like that I have time to try and finish what I'm trying to speak or trying to say. Um, you know, if it becomes painfully obvious that I just cannot finish what I'm trying to say for the life of me, then, you know, by then, yeah, um, help me out. Because there, like, there's been times <laughs> in which I'm like struggling to speak and I just, for some reason, like, on that scale, there's, you know, on that, that, that um, scale, my confidence is a three that day. It's not a nine. And I'm thinking like, can someone help me out? Can someone like help me out with my sentence here? I'm thinking, and no one does, or, you know, they do, or that they're not sure. And, and then there's other times when I'm speaking and I'm not even given a chance to finish at all. And so some of that is a frustrating, but one thing that I would like to highlight um, for people that don't stutter um, in my lived um, experience, um, I, I do find that most people, not, not all people, but most people, um, if they're trying to finish my sentences or fill the gaps, then they're probably just trying to help. And if they're probably just trying to help, then, you know, that's something, um, you know, I can work with that, right? It's the people that don't have the patience. They don't have the time of the day. Um, those are the people that will probably come into conflict a lot more with. Um, I would much prefer to be in, 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 I collaboration with people on my stutter rather than to be in a conflict. Um, so I think that's probably one, one thing that I would, you know, say to people, you know, try and be, um, collaborative, um, for people that, that, um, stutter and understand that what works for me may not work for someone else. And all of that is okay. So, Brian, before we, we leave, uh, do you have any questions for Caitlin and I? Um, I guess just a quick one for Caitlin. Um, what made you um, kind of want to study um, speech uh, therapy? So, when I was 13, I think, in ninth grade, um, we did a career quiz in class um, and one of the top results that I got was speech language pathologist. And I was like, okay, I've never heard of that. What is it? And I looked it up and I thought, whoa, that's cool. And then it just hasn't changed since then, which is kind of crazy. And every time I've been learning about speech language pathology since I was 13, and every time I learn more and more and get more and more involved in things like the NLSA and this podcast, I just fall more in love with the field. And so that's kind of what inspired me to become a speech pathologist I guess in a nutshell um it's kind of a different story and there's I could go on forever reasons why I am interested in speech pathology and want to work as an SLP but that's that's how that happened amazing and um Greg I know that um you know that you're the chair of the the uh Newfoundland and 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 um, 
Labrador, um, 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 uh, group, um, and it's a fairly new, um, um, group too. Um, so maybe like since, since 2018, I think is when the group first formed. Um, so that's, you know, um, I think that's, that's, um, fairly new and, from what I can see that the amount of work that's gone in over the last almost uh, three years has been great. Um, from your standpoint, like, like um, um, I would like to learn some more about like some of the um, um, uh, successes that the group has uh, gotten uh, over the last number of years, or um, if there is, um, uh, <clears throat> or if there is, uh, or if there is uh, anything uh, fun that you would like to uh, highlight, um, just so people that don't stutter um, can be uh, uh, can be of uh, help. Well, that's that's a good question as well, Brent. Thanks a lot. You see the uh, you know the the NL you know the you know the NLSA has come a long way. I mean just you know just for a group of volunteers just to come together and to establish the Newfoundland Labrador Southern Associates. That's a huge success there in itself. And because before that there was very little known and still you know, still very little known about stuttering in Newfoundland. So for a group of volunteers to come together to take time out of their own personal, professional lives and family lives to, to build awareness, acceptance, and understanding of stuttering. This is, you know, this, this is a huge success. And the NLS, NLSA, we really done, done a lot of uh, awareness. We build a lot of awareness, but the, the next, I mean, we, we've actually uh, done a lot of, a number of, uh, uh, you know, Presentations of various agencies, groups. We have we we've we've done our third walk and run and roll now. We're hosting our our second conference this Saturday coming as you're aware. But we've only touched the tip of the iceberg, and this is where we we have been su successful in pulling a group of people together. The uh, the uh, Newfoundland Labrador Stuttering Association uh, Solidarity Pro Solidarity Project, which, as, as you're aware, that we are uh, we have developed four four surveys now. We need the data. That's the next step, uh, Brent. We, because we you know we've we've been asked the question a few times. What data do we have to support that there are deficits for people stuttering in the province? Deficits in services and supports. So we need this data. We need the data as to know, well, how many people that stutter in Newfoundland and Labrador? I know that 1% that, uh, of the world's population stutter, but we don't have these numbers. So we need this evidence, this data to, when we're approaching government to really, um, you know, recognize that yes, these deficits, deficits ex exist and we need to work in collaboration to build the supports necessary so but we've come a long way we still have a long way to go but overall i mean the, the, the success that we exist says something so that's uh, 
that that's the three quarters of the battle, you know? Amazing. And I only learned about it. Um, I only learned about it uh, last year when I was um, sur surfing through CBC or something like that. And there was an article, I think it was Allison from the, from the group too, that, um, and, and, and like, you know, I was like reading the, um, uh, article and all I could think about is just like, I wish that this, something like this was there when I was in speech therapy, when I was in elementary school or junior high, or even, you know, even like five years ago, like, like that'd be amazing. So I think, um, the fact, like the fact that we're even here, like you said, um, I think that'll, that'll lay a really good foundation for people going forward uh, that maybe they didn't have before and that there's that real chance for long-term action and um, for, for not just people that, that, that um, stutter, but their families, their friends and people who work in the field um, that can really help. So um, mm -hmm. I'm really pumped about it. And uh, I, I see nothing but a um, bright future here in the province. Uh, thanks a lot, Brent. And, and we, you know, we, you know, we really appreciate your support and involvement with us to, 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 to bring this forward more, you know? So anyhow, Brent, uh, 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 I hear Luca, Luca tuning up the ivories in the background, playing some music. So this means that we have come to an end. So, <laughs> awesome. you know, thank you very much. We really appreciate it, and uh, I'm very pleased that this is your first podcast. This is a big step, I take it, then. Yeah, um, for absolute sure. So um, I'm a huge uh, hockey fan too. So maybe this will lead me into like the uh, hockey hockey um, podcasting world. Who knows? But um, thank you very much for uh, for uh, having me uh, here, and uh, I can't wait to see uh, see. <clears throat> um, I can't wait to see what's next. Thank you very much. Congratulations for taking this risk today. This has been in, 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 uh, in, in, uh, episode of Some Stutter a Lot, Newfoundland and, and, uh, Avador's first podcast, about stuttering, <clears throat> some stutter law is 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 hosted and 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 uh, produced by uh, Greg O'Grady um, and Caitlin Mayo, uh, Dr. Paul Dedecker, and Luca Dino. Uh, some stutter law is available on um, uh, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, um, Google Podcast, um, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. To ask a question, send us a comment or a suggestion, or just to get in touch, uh, you can find us at uh, online at 
some stutter podcast on Instagram or at some some stutter love pod on Facebook. Thank you for listening.